0: There's certain things that you notice in the world and you think, that's, that's not right. That's not okay. Um, one time someone was telling us about, uh, they had a, they had someone come to them and they were talking about our church. Somebody went to church here, uh, said, yeah, somebody told me, hey, y'all are the church that, and they always get nervous when someone says that, right? y'all of the church that and oh goodness what are they going to say because I've had people tell me like I heard you played a guitar on stage last Sunday where'd you hear that? the internet? like no heard y'all bringing a piano in it's like our stage can't fit a no we're not doing that for the last time Rob we're not bringing a piano in <laughs> There, no, but I've had people, so whenever someone says, I've heard y'all are the church that, everyone sometimes gets nervous because people, I don't know, if people start rumors or they're just, um, confused. And, uh, but they said, what they said was, y'all are the church that allows drinks in the auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you kidding? Yeah. Of co- yeah, yeah, we do that. Um, because good luck trying to stop it. <laughs> like, we just changed our mind and said, you know what? Coffee stays in there. That ain't happening. <laughs> like, we're not, we're not gonna let that, I mean, people, people are just gonna say, no, I've been doing it this way for a while. But some people will look at that and they'll say, well, that's not right. That's not right. What do they mean by that? What they mean is, That's not the way I want it. A lot of times our preferences can seep over into right and wrong, correct or incorrect, and I don't, this makes me uncomfortable. Well, then let's just make it wrong. Let's outlaw it. Let's make it stop. But what makes you comfortable isn't always a good and usually isn't a good, um, litmus test for what is right and what is wrong. See, I want my way. And a lot of different things. Um, and some things are, are minuscule. Some things are small. Like I want my way, um, it, it, I think it's George Carlin who pointed out that everybody who drives faster, this, faster than us is an idiot and everyone who drives slower than us is a moron. That's not exactly what he said. That's right. I, oh, no, I cleaned that up quite a bit. It's amazing how many profanities you can get into two sentences, but that I cleaned that one up. He, uh, don't quote me on that one. Don't be like our preacher said. It's amazing how many vanities you can get into two sentences and then just end it. Yeah, start more rumors. No, but th- th- we we have this this line that is, if someone's beyond me, whether it's driving or it's a lot of different things, if someone's beyond me, they're wrong. And if they're behind me, they're wrong. And the problem is you've become the fulcrum on which the world balances. I've told the story before, but I once had a lady call the church office and say, "Are y'all a liberal or a conservative church?" And I said, "Ma'am, that depends on you." She's like, "What?" And I said, "Well, if we're more conservative than you are, then we're a conservative church. If we're more liberal than you are, then we're a liberal church. It all just depends on where you stand, doesn't it?" And she started talking about orphans, and I got confused and hung up on her. <laughs> That's not true. That's what I wanted to do, though. But uh, we have a line, and typically that line is us. And the reason we do that is because we want to have a sense of right and wrong. But staring at the real problems, are, they're all, they're just almost too painful to bear. Staring at, uh, kids who are hungry, at, um, kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wonderful noise coming from back there. Staring at kids who are hungry, who, who are orphaned. These kids that we, uh, support, uh, or that we help support in, um, the Ukraine. Coming from families who don't, they don't care about the kid they just have and they just let them go. They find these kids in drainage ditches. Like looking at real problems in the world is just too much for me to handle. It's a philosophical struggle. I just have to put it away sometimes but we have a sense of right and wrong and we we kind of confine our sense of right and wrong to this just pedestrian little world i live in where i go to walmart and people are walking too slow or somebody walked by me too fast or this person's buggy was in the middle of the lane or they we are we're, we're driving and people are pulling out when they shouldn't be or going down the wrong way and we have a sense of right and wrong but it's a it's a manuf- it's it's a manufactured sense of right and wrong it's not really it's plastic People are offending us. We're offending them. Plastic. It's not, it's not real injustice. It's, it's the kind of thing Micah talks about whenever he says, you know what God wants. I knew one of, we have two of these and I don't know which one it is. Hold on this one the first one I tried and failed at he says he told I've told you O mortal he has told you O mortal what is good and what does the Lord require of you remember last week we talked about this doesn't he's not here saying what's the line that you have to cross to get salvation this requirement is not for salvation it's from salvation so what is the require what does God require of his saved people? If we decide that we want to walk alongside God and the way we do that is we decide we want to walk alongside Jesus because Jesus is the only way to God. If we decide that, what's required? Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. We're looking at that first one. Do justice. We want for what's right to be done. And that's, that's great. But just wanting justice is not required. Doing justice. Helping others when they need it. Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. To, to do justice is to, is to say, okay, there are some real wrongs, and I'm going to invest in and care about those wrongs, what do you get the most mad about? Is it the thing that the people on the magic machine box tell you to get mad about? Is it the thing that your favorite news anchor tells you to be mad about? Or can you look at the world and say, there are people who are hurting, and that infuriates me. There are people that hurt those people intentionally, and that infuriates me. And can you do so outside of the scope of your typical political right and left? Can you say people in power, all people in power are in are in power for the power? And to be in power, you have to make the powerless feel more powerless. Can we stand up for all people who are hurting, all people who are oppressed, all people who are suffering? And I'll tell you this, the church in its history, especially the American church in its history, and the European church in its history, has been awful at this. We've been dragged slowly along by society. We have not led the way. We were some of the last to come around on to racial injustices. We were some of the last to come around on slavery. And that is not a good look for us. And when people are hurting, when people are taken advantage of, it shouldn't matter what our norm is because the norm, the norm in this world is never going to be what God wanted it to be. The norm in this place is never going to be what God had hoped for it to be. We are fallen broken people, but we always must be looking to lift the normal to God. To say that this, this new wonderful thing that God has promised, where it doesn't matter if you're slave or free or Gentile or Jew or man or female, it doesn't matter whether, whether you're, you're poor or you're wealthy or you're, or you're rich and famous or no one knows about you. God loves everybody equally, and we've been, we used the Bible. And this isn't, this isn't just like, oh, well, that was a really long time ago. One of the sermons that my dad remembers the most growing up, and it's a sermon that struck him as, no, this isn't right, was a sermon titled The Curing of Ham. And the main point of the sermon was that white people are just naturally better than black people. In a church. Well, you know, that's the way he was raised. Who cares if it's the way you're raised? Jesus calls us to more than what we were raised. Jesus calls us to more than what, what what this is. Well, that's just what I know. Who cares if that's what you know? No, Jesus, no better. Racism and 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 looking at anybody, any ism, looking at anybody that's that's different than you as instinctive, intrinsically less than you, is sin. Not just one of those sins where oh, I I didn't, I didn't, I kind of exaggerated on a story here. It's one. It's a sin that is in con. It's in constant conflict, 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 constant conflict with the mission and the requirements of the people of God. We are to do justice. And when we push others down so that we can feel like we're higher than them, when we push them down on the hierarchy so we can feel like we're on top, we are doing injustice. Amos says, woe to you who long for the day of the Lord. Why do you long for the day of the Lord? Like, you want God to come back? You do. Those of you who like the power structure, those of you who like being on top and you like other people being on bottom, you like feeling superior so that you can just paint other people as inferior. And this doesn't have to just be racism and sexism and isms and isms. It just be because you're a jerk. It just could be because you talk about other everybody else. And you make sure everybody else knows about every other flaw, about everybody else. And you know what those flaws are and you can tell them, Oh, I would do it differently, and you can you're just constantly just push people down. Just pushing them down. Just making sure they're down. And I'm on top. How do you think God coming back's good for you? You say, Oh, the day of the Lord. I long for the day of the Lord. Do you? You shouldn't. That day will be darkness, not light. It will be though it will be as though a man fled from a lion only to meet a bear, as though he entered his house and rested his hand on the wall only to have a snake bite him. Will not the day of the Lord be darkness, not light? Pitch dark, without a ray of brightness. He says, "You guys that have have oppressed other people, think you're going to come out good on this one?" I hate. I despise your religious festivals. Festivals. Your stri- your your assemblies are they stink. This is crazy, is a lot of times in the, 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 uh, the, the prophets, it does this in Isaiah, first of Isaiah, it does this here in Amos. And the prophets, they paint this picture of people who are, got it coming to them. And then he says, your sacrifices, your offerings, your assemblies, your religious festivals. Those, I don't like those. These people are going to church. In Isaiah, he says, you come in and you offer these sacrifices and I don't want them. You say these prayers, you sing these songs, I don't want them. And then he says, take care of the foreigner. Take care of the widow. The the people you're neglecting are the people I love. And you walk in here with your festivities and your celebrations and your songs and your sacrifices and your harmonies. You walk in here with blood on your hands. Lifted high to God. They're a stench to me. Even though you bring burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your hearts. I'm, I'm not going to listen to your worship. But let justice roll like a river. Righteous. Like a never failing stream. Some versions say mighty stream. And you might have heard that quote. When Martin Luther King Jr. stood on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And Eleven times within that small speech. It's not a long speech. This sermon today is longer than the I have a dream speech. Already, I've still got a lot to go. <laughs> but he said, we're not going we're, we're done with injustice. And then without saying it's from Amos, but everyone knows it is. He says, but we will not be satisfied until justice rolls like a river and righteousness like a never failing stream or a mighty stream. We're not going to be satisfied until all of God's children, no matter their color, no matter their their wages, no matter their place in society, we all are judged, as He said, by the content of our character and not by the color of our skin. He once said in an interview that it's not right to ask a bootless man to pull himself up by his bootstraps. So we look around the world and we say, why, why can't you people just figure it out? You people who are hurting, you suffering, you poor, you, 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 those who are oppressed. Come on, the American way is to grab yourself by the bootstraps and pull yourself up. Stephen Colbert once said, I've seen it done. But we're not we're not called to that as christians a Christ, christianity is not an individual sport it's not one that you've got to do this all by yourself that you've got you you get to lean on your church we don't just come here to sing together because it's better when we sing together we don't come here to take communion together because that's just where communion is we don't come here for Bible classes because we ha- that's where the, the, the whiteboards are and the tables are. We come here to be church, to be together, to, to lean on each other. We need each other to live this life. We don't, just, we don't just need different versions of ourselves. We need every tribe, every language, every people proclaiming that God is God and that God is holy. So we're looking for justice to roll like a river. Righteousness like a never failing stream. I'm going to stand up for those who are hurting. I'm going to help up those who are low. And if that means me losing my place I will If that means losing my place in the, the hierarchy if I'm gonna if I'm going to flatten it out, then if I'm on top it's gonna feel like oppression at first. Most Americans houses in the kingdom of heaven will be smaller than their one on the kingdom of Earth. My kids will have less toys. We have it well. When the Kingdom of God comes, there will be true equality. And why aren't we working toward that now? Why isn't it our actions that are hoping for that sort of equality? Not just to want justice, but to do it. To seek it out? Say, Benjamin, I don't really know how to do that. Like, it's a beautiful sentiment, right? But it's like, where do we start? If you're somebody who's at the top of the hierarchy, you need to listen to somebody who's at the bottom. That means... The white Americans among us need to listen to those people of color around us and hear their stories. Need to be serious about listening. Why didn't you do this? No, don't, act, don't, don't interject. You need to hear their stories hear their perspective, to see what God has done in them, through them, how God has redeemed them, how God has used them, and how Satan has chased after them. To know those stories, all we're asking is that you treat other people like human beings. That you treat other people doing justice as saying everybody in this room as a creation of god and i will treat them equally i will it sounds a lot like loving your neighbor as yourself doesn't it it takes effort the reason it takes effort is it's not our instinct to flatten out the world and flatten out how, uh, the 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 hierarchy. It's not our ends if we're on, especially if we're on top. We don't want to climb down the ladder. It's what we're called to do. The word justice here is simply work to make things right. It's really it's connected in root to the word righteousness. Make it right. You don't want to be in the group when God comes back that's claiming superiority over all of the other groups. You just don't. You want Scripture? He said to me, it is done. I am the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. To the thirsty I will give water without cost to the, from the spring of the water of life. Do you hear that? that's a poverty term? To the people who don't even, people who are thirsty, they get water that's free from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is The second death. Right here. God is not just giving us a list of the people who end up in hell. That's not what this verse is. God is painting a beautiful image of heaven and to do so, He has to promise those who will be there that the people who make this world awful will not be in that world. cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, all liars. People who make this world worse will not be in that world. So you have to ask yourself, and this is serious business. This is the serious business of God. You have to ask yourself, does the way I look at people this is the way I look at people who are different than I am. Does is the way I treat people who are different than me. Whether in skin color or in bank account or in upbringing. Anybody who's different from me. Did I say Christians who are different than me? No. Anybody who is different than me. The way I treat them, does it make this world Does it bring heaven to earth? Does the kingdom come? Is God's will being done? So if, if you are a blatantly racist person, you have to repent of that to walk alongside the kingdom of God. If you dislike people just because they're different, that is something you have to repent. To bring this kingdom to earth. If you are serious about doing what is required of the saved. Notice I'm not saying required to be saved. If you're serious about doing what is required of the saved. To do the mission of God. You've got to wake up and talk about in your head. How do I do justice today? How do I insist on it in my life? And that may be standing up to others when they're talking. And that may be being honest with yourself about just your basic biases. And those are, those are, those come naturally. Don't, don't condemn yourself for having them, but you wrestle with them and you fight them off like they're Satan. Because guess what? They are. We want to go into the world and be the kingdom of God. And so what we're doing is we want so how we do that is to say the world is going to be set right somehow. And this is the one of the ways one of the ways I can do it. And I know this is still a problem because I still get nervous when I'm preaching about stuff like this. But I'll stand on the word of God on this topic all day long. Because that's a foundation on which I will not fall. God is seeking for the justice to be done in this world. And He would rather have that than the songs we sing and the offerings we bring. He wants us to do justice. Go out and do it. Here's the way we're different from the world. And this is such a good this is such a good difference, I promise you. If you struggle with isms, you're like, I've done some really racist things in my life. And you walk forward, we will love you. You will find forgiveness in Jesus. I've said and done some horrible things in my life. You come forward and you say, I've said and done, I've just, I've, just this week, I've just, I've got this co worker and I'm not nice to him and I know why I'm not nice to him. I think he's less, I think he's dumb and I don't even know why I think he's dumb. I think she's incompetent and I'm not even sure why I think she's incompetent. It's probably because she's a she. No, that happens, right? Half the audience. Mm hmm. If you don't think you do that, the next time you see a woman referee in an NFL game, watch yourself. She can't possibly know the rules. Why not? Right? We do that. And at the cross, we have forgiveness for that. That's what's great. you in the world, you're going to mess up and they're going to say, you're done forever. And at the cross, we say, everyone gets a new shot. Everyone gets a fresh start. And everyone gets repentance. Everyone gets forgiveness. Everyone sees grace. Everyone sees mercy. You can find it here. Do justice. And when you come to Jesus, He makes things right in you. So if you need to come to Jesus and let Jesus make things right in you, today's your day. But if you came to Jesus a long time ago and you haven't been trying to make things right in the world, you haven't been trying to do justice in the world, today's your day too. All who come will find mercy. All who thirst and hunger for righteousness. They will be filled. Please come forward while we stand and sing.